Hey, and welcome to the Well-Read Podcast, a bi-weekly discussion on books and reading. I'm Hallie. Hey, I'm Anne. And we're librarians with Beaufort County Library in, you guessed it, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we are going to be doing our summer books preview, which we have done every quarter of the last year, where we give you a little preview of the books that we're excited about for the coming season. And I don't think any other explanation is necessary. And do you want to say anything before we get started? Uh, well, it was nice in one of the reviews that we got on, on iTunes that yeah. Someone talked about how much they enjoy the book previews, yes, and I thought, oh, that's that's good to know that sometimes it's just, I feel like it's just me being excited about I know, me stuff, too. <laughs> and it's sort of self-serving, but yeah. it's good to know that other people like yes. it, too. So, And Anne and I both said before we started recording that this time, we're always excited about all the books that we talk about in these previews, but for this time, it seemed like we were extra, extra excited, excited. Yeah, and like, that these were all books that were on our list as being high up there of what we want yeah read. not just like oh that sounds cool yeah. I mean I'm always there's always stuff that I think that sounds like a really cool book but a lot of the time it's an author I haven't heard of before and mm. this maybe is the first time where it's full of well not every single one is an author where where I've read something of theirs before mm. but I don't know it, it feels like it's a bigger deal yeah. this summer so. My, I, I'm thinking I'm going to print out this list because it's kind of like out of sight out of mind there are so yeah. many books out there sometimes and so this one I want to keep track and see how many I read and hopefully read them all yeah uh, let's get started. Anne, what's your okay. first one? My first book is Homegoing by Yag Yasi. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right at all, but that's what, um, well, that's what we'll know, go with. Yeah. This is on so. my list as well. No, I mean, not my list I'm going to talk about today, but oh, my very God. excited. Wow, we to, didn't plan this I know, very we didn't well. didn't plan that very well. No, 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 I'm not talking about it, but that's uh, high up there on a book I'm Yeah, it sounds really cool. It comes out on June 7th, and it's a debut novel about two half-sisters that are uh, born in different villages in 18th century Ghana. And one sister is married to an Englishman and lives in comfort, knowing that her children children will be educated and will serve as administrators in the region, while the other sister is taken into captivity and sold as a slave to the American colonies. And the rest of the book follows their families through generations, through the Civil War and the Great Migration and into 20th century Harlem. And I personally think this sounds really cool because it's awesome to see historical fiction that's not set in Europe or the United States, especially in the 18th century. That's just kind of unheard of mm-hmm. really there's mm-hmm. i think there was a book oh i talked about it in a preview a few <laughs> a few uh, seasons ago that was oh i can't remember the name of it right. um jade dragon mountain i think was the oh, name right. of it yes, where it's the, the china, china right. in the 18th century i did not read that one unfortunately <laughs> i still intend to but but that one got me excited for the same reason that mm-hmm. it's just cool to see people branching out to mm-hmm. different eras of or different parts of the world during during an era that we usually just focus mm-hmm. on europe and the americas so i'm excited well, you know what cool. I always like about, and maybe I'm just a simpleton, but I always like, <laughs> like you'll read things that are taking place in Europe in like the 1860s or something, mm-hmm. and you're reading about it, reading, and then all of a sudden, I'll, like I'll read it and I'll make the connection, like, whoa, the Civil War was going right. on in America, in, yeah, you know, the United States right now, not the United States at the time. Like, there's no mention of that, right. or like there's maybe the briefest mention, like they're they have their whole own thing going on right. in Europe. So it, I find that interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. The book you're talking about, like I'm sure. We're going to get a whole different perspective. Yeah, it'll, it'll be super cool. I've, this will be a great book, I think. Yeah. So say the title oh, again, It's Homegoing by Yagiyasi. And my first one is Rich and Pretty by Ruman Alam. It comes out June 7th. This is about two women, Sarah and Lauren, who have grown up together and been best friends for 20 years uh, through high school and college and the uncertainties of finding their paths in their 20s. And now they're in their 30s. They don't see each other very often and sort of trying to decide, are you still best friends if you aren't? in each other's lives that much but they still are connected and they are simultaneously envious and horrified by aspects of each other's lives so they're just sort of reevaluating whether they're 
even friends anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all this history, but whether their lives currently line up in a way that would make them friends. So there's been lots of good buzz about this one. I've been hearing about it a lot. Particularly, people are pointing out that it's written by a man, but it really nails the intricacies and authentic nature of female friendship. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, that is Rich and Pretty by Ruman Alam, and it's out June 7th. My next book is Grunt by Mary Roach. And this comes out on, oh, it has a subtitle. It's The Curious Life of Science at War or something. I can't remember. I, I didn't write that. War. Yeah. Mm. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Sorry, Mary Roach. I <laughs> didn't do a good job of writing this down. Um, that comes out also on June 7th. And this is by one of my favorite nonfiction writers. I don't think I've ever felt more like a rock star than when I got my advanced copy of this in the mail, which maybe says something about my life. (laughs) It doesn't have a lot of excitement in it, but I was pretty thrilled because Mary Roach is a very big deal. She writes science books from the perspective of a science outsider. So I think that she doesn't have a science background herself. I think she she went to school for psychology and then um, just was a writer, um, like did press releases and things. Um, So she's really good at, at being able to make scientific concepts um, accessible to the casual learner, which is you know, pretty much everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's written books about death and sex and ghosts and space and some other books mm. that are just all kinds of fascinating topics. And now she's writing about the science of war, um, specifically about the struggles that soldiers soldiers face while um, while in battle. Um, those can be things like exhaustion and heat, and what science is trying to do to conquer those things to make um, to make war more efficient and. and you know, better than mm-hmm. what it has to be. And she writes, uh, her style has a lot of humor and she's really interested in sort of the bizarre aspects of science. So, so y- it isn't just, it isn't dry at all. These mm-hmm. are very, very, very fun books to read. And I have super high expectations for this and she's never let me down so far. So I'm very excited. And that is Grunt by Mary Roach. Here's my true reader confession. I've never read a Mary <gasps> Roach book. Come on. I know. How dare you? Which one do you think I should start with? Oh, I really liked Stiff. Okay. I think Stiff is, is, yeah, I would say Stiff. It's about okay. dead bodies, mm-hmm. so don't eat lunch while you're eating oh, it. Yeah. I made that mistake. Okay. Um, yeah, I would start okay. there. Okay. Thanks. All right. My next one is The Girls by Emma Klein. This comes out June 14th, and it's 1969 in Northern California, and Evie Boyd is a 14-year-old girl, and she's angry, and she's lonely, and she sees a group of girls in the park one day and longs to be a part of their group. They seem very carefree. They have kind of an aura of abandon and uh, recklessness that Evie really covets, so she sort of makes her way over to them and is soon taken in by Suzanne who seems like kind of the leader of the group. She's an older girl who brings Evie into the circle that ultimately turns out to be a cult that has a very charismatic leader oh my whose name you might recognize is Charles Manson. <gasps> so <laughs> the- this have you not terrible. heard about this book? I have heard about the book but I just forgot that's what it was about. <laughs> The world that they present to Evie seems very exotic and thrilling and seductive, and she's just absolutely desperate to be accepted, um, but she doesn't realize that she's getting closer and closer to this unthinkable violence that is supposed to happen. So it sounds fabulous to mm-hmm. me. It's, again, one that's getting a lot of advanced yeah. attention, and that is The Girls by Emma Klein. Okay, my next book is I'm Just a Person by Tig Notaro, and it comes out on June 14th. And Tig Notaro is a, a comedian that's famous for her very, very dry delivery. Uh, she's able to take something that's really mundane and make it make com- comedy out of it by a really awkward style of delivery. So if you if you haven't heard of her, um, you can go on YouTube and mm-hmm. watch some clips and, and 
I think she's really funny. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if everyone would think she's funny, but I've I think only she's... ever, I've never watched her. I've only ever listened to her a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the one that was about when she had cancer. Well, that's like, what I'm going to oh, talk okay. about. <laughs> All right. Sorry to jump on your line there. <laughs> so as Hallie said, in 2012, she went through four horrible months um, where she had both or she had a serious intestinal disease. Her mother died. Her girlfriend broke up with her. And at the very end of it, she found out she was diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer. So just after the diagnosis, I want to say it's like the next day or something. Mm-hmm. It was really soon after she found this out. She um, she knew she was doing a set that was going to be recorded for a live album. Mm-hmm. And so she had the choice of, do I do this or, or do I cancel all this stuff because I'm going through this trauma in my life and she decided to go through with it and she came on stage saying basically hello good evening I have cancer and I wish we had the rights to to oh, play yeah. that here mm-hmm. but um I'm sure you can go online and listen to this because it's just one of the, the greatest it's so good it, yeah it's just mm-hmm. it's so funny but kind of jaw-dropping mm-hmm. and it's just an, an amazing um little bit and so the set became legendary and the album was eventually nominated for a grammy and after some perspective she's she's written this book where she's able to take stock of this year that that she went through and how so much despair could have um inspired so much joy in her life and so it should be very funny and insightful and i really think she has an amazing style so i'm, I'm i've never seen her her writing though mm-hmm. i've always, always just heard her spoken so i'm mm-hmm. curious of how that will um how it, it maybe this would be a better audiobook. Oh I don't yeah. Know. But um I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's it's called I'm Just a Person by Take Nataro. All right, my next one is A Certain Age by Beatrice Williams. It comes out June twenty eighth. So I really like this author. She's written several books that are kind of related to each other, but you don't they can be read as standalones. And this one takes place in Jazz Age in the Jazz Age in New York City. And Mrs. Teresa Marshall is a wealthy socialite who's carrying on an affair with a much younger man. Uh, he's a war hero named Octavian Refrano. And apparently this is very commonplace that people in the upper echelons of society will take lovers and it's just kind of understood that that's what happens. Um, so she sends Octavian to serve as the cavalier for her brother, which means he's going to present her brother's proposal to the young and wealthy socialite that he is, her brother is proposing to. Does that make sense? So, yeah. um, so the, the girl that's about to be proposed to, his name is Sophie Forescue, and Octavian is immediately smitten with her and basically throws Teresa's whole world off kilter because she thought it was one thing, and now there's this other romance that's going on. Oh, so it sounds like there's a, a bit of a mystery um, and then there's all this glitz and glamour and then romance and like a love triangle and it just sounds like it has it all. It sounds like it's kind <laughs> of my, uh, just right in my wheelhouse. So yeah. that is A Certain Age by Beatrice Williams out June 28th. Uh, up next is Vinegar Girl by Ann Tyler, which comes out. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. This comes out on June 21st, and it's part of the Hogarth Shakespeare series, which is a book series of, of rewritings of Shakespeare's plays into novel form by best-selling authors. And I think there are two out already, I want to say. I, um, I know there's one of The Winter's Tale, and I think there's another one. Um, but there's lots more to come I'll because you're talking. oh cool um, so this one is a retelling of the taming of the shrew and I should say that the authors were able to pick which books they they wanted to do so so that's it's cool that they weren't just assigned mm-hmm. to do this and they had to work with they, they all had ideas for what they wanted to do um, and this this version is set in modern day Baltimore as um, is typical with Ann Tyler and Kate is is in this version um she has found herself stuck running her father's house for him and 
uh, her younger sister Bunny lives with them and her father is a scientist who's on the verge of a breakthrough but his assistant is about to be deported so he comes up with a plan that will save his research but will once again force Kate to put her own life aside for her sake or for his sake I should say and we all know how this turns out um, if you're familiar with the play but I love retelling so much I love to see the choices that the author makes and how they reinterpret an older story into something that's applicable to modern readers and I just find such comfort in these these mm-hmm. kinds of books so um did you i did find, find them okay. so there are two p- currently published uh the gap of time by jeanette winterson and That's then the shylock winter- is my name by howard jacobson so the first one is the winter's tale and the second one, one must when, be merchant of venice, merchant of venice. Yeah. and then uh margaret atwood looks like she signed on to do one called hag seed which let's see which that one's based on which i love margaret atwood so i will be definitely reading that that comes out <laughs> in october um yeah they're coming out really fast i uh, the Tempest. Oh, cool. So that's a retelling of The Tempest. Fun. This is going to be a great series, I think. So I do, too. I want to... Yeah. That is called Vinegar Girl by Ann Tyler, and it comes out June 21st. Okay. It's a tiny book, too. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's pretty short. Okay. I have an advanced copy. Rockstar. Look at you with all these advanced copies. <laughs> Actually, I think I have one of those on my Kindle, too. Nice. I'm a little overzealous with the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the download review copy on Edelweiss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so my next one is How to Be a Person in the World, Ask Polly's Guide Through the Paradoxes of Modern Life by Heather Havroleski, I think is how you say her last name, and that comes out July 12th. So we're going to be talking about favorite books in an upcoming episode, so I'm not going to give away the title, but one of my favorite all-time books is a collection of, of advice columns, oh. although I'm not a huge advice column reader in the newspaper or yeah. magazine or anything like that, but... So that makes me excited to read this because Heather Haverleski is the author of an advice column for New York Magazine's The Cut. And this is a collection of previously unpublished columns as well as some of the favorites that she's done over the years. And she's described as giving excellent advice as well as tough love. This is a take on the what ifs and I don't knows of modern life. So it just sounds like it's kind of a, an updated Dear Abby kind of thing that would be a, f- a fun read but also like I said I don't want to give too much away about one of my favorite books but there's kind of like a self-help quality to, to reading yeah, some yeah. of these sometimes so and I'm not a huge self-help person but mm-hmm. it, when it's in this format I really like it so that's how to be a person in the world ask Polly's guide through the paradoxes of modern life by Heather Havroleski and that's out July 12th my next book is everything I don't remember by Jonas Hassan Kamiri and it comes out on July 12th. This was a book that was originally published in Sweden last year, I want to say. I don't have that um, off the top of my head, but I think 2015. And the description says that it's a gripping murder mystery that's reminiscent of the podcast Serial, which is perfect. Um, The book is about a young man named Samuel who's killed in a car crash, but there's speculation on whether it was an accident or suicide. And the narrator is, or I I don't know if it's a first person or third person but the the protagonist i guess is an un, an an unnamed writer that's hard to say with his own agenda who starts mapping out um samuel's last day alive so he meets up with samuel's friends and neighbors and at first he samuel seems like a completely normal person but the writer starts to delve into samuel's relationship with his girlfriend and his best friend and he realizes that there's something else going on here so it re- it questions the reliability of memory and the relationships that we have with each other um sounds very much like first season mm-hmm. of serial mm-hmm. and i i would like something to fill that void please. i would like something so to fill that void as well i think it'll be cool and it's everything i don't remember by Jonas hassan kamiri my next one is all the missing girls by megan miranda it's out june 28th it, this is about the disappearance of two young women a decade apart and it's told in reverse which is 
a new spin on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, 10 years ago, Nicolette Farrell left her rural, rural hometown after her best friend Corinne disappeared without a trace. And now Nicolette has come back to tie up some loose ends and take care of her ailing father. And within days of her return, another girl goes missing. And this time it's the girl who was Nick and her friend's alibi for the night that Corinne met, went missing. So it starts at day 15, works backwards to day one, and it sounds very twisty and turny, and there, it's getting a lot of comparisons to Girl on the Train and mm-hmm. Gone Girl and like that whole anything genre of psychology. Like, anything that's got an unreliable suspense. narrator. Yeah. yeah, it's But this one sounds particularly yeah, good which to I, me. I love all of them. I love all so. of them. I know I eat them up with a yeah. spoon. So um, that's All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda. That sounds really cool. Um, my next book is kind of similar. It's called The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware, and it comes out on oh. July 19th. Yeah. Did you read in a dark, dark book? No, but okay. I wish I, I have in here. It's very high on my to read list. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so <I> she. <laughs> it's okay to get excited about books and to ruin my, my blurbs. That's cool. I won't hold it against you. (laughs) No, you're fine. Um, So as Hallie spoiled for me, um, (laughs) Ruth Ware wrote a book last year uh, that a lot of people loved, which is called In a Dark, Dark Wood. And um, this is getting so much anticipation because it's her follow-up after after that book. And um, that was a book that I should have read. It was on my my Kindle. Mm -hmm. Um, I had an advanced copy of it and I just... I've got this little podcast that I do that takes up a lot of my reading time. <laughs> so sometimes it makes it hard to read the things publishers send me. Um, so this book is about a travel writer named Low Blacklock, who is given a dream assignment to write about a week-long luxury cruise on the North Sea. So everything about this cruise starts out great. It, uh, the ship is beautiful. The cabins are beautiful. There are gorgeous dinners that she gets to eat for free and write about, which sounds like a dream job. Um, but then the weather turns dark and something strange happens. Uh, she witnesses a woman being thrown overboard yee which is maybe my biggest fear oh gosh the titanic is my biggest fear so being thrown over the titanic maybe is my biggest fear i'll have to think about that some more um but all of the uh, the passengers on the ship have remained accounted for and the crew doesn't think that anything actually happened so they just sail on and they don't listen to low trying to insist that that she saw this happen so so she knows something is terribly wrong on the ship it sounds a lot like a great agatha christie read alike mm-hmm. um if the one that it reminds me of is uh the miss marple book 450 mm-hmm. from paddington where she witnesses a crime or someone witnesses a crime from from far away um but it sounds like it's combined with a locked room mystery mm-hmm. and that just is perfect so i'm super super excited for it it's called the woman in cabin 10 by ruth ware that sounds really good yeah Uh, My next one is First Comes Love by Emily Giffen. It's out June 28th, and I've actually already read this one. Emily Giffen is a graduate of my alma mater, so of course I have to support her. Um, She writes, (laughs) I would say, not I have to support her, I'm thrilled to support her. Um, (laughs) She doesn't need my support. She's a best-selling author. Um, but I will support her no matter what. Um, so she actually, honestly, she can be a little bit hit or miss for me. I've loved some of her books and some of them felt just a little lukewarm about. But this one is definitely in the win column for me. It's about two sisters, Meredith and Josie, and they're in their 30s. And they have a close but pretty contentious relationship, I would say, that they are very much in each other's lives but not aren't always that fond of each other. Um, and 15 years earlier, their brother died, and the family has been reeling ever since. And it's coming up on the anniversary of his death. So so a lot of these feelings that are unresolved are being brought up. Uh, Meredith seemingly has a perfect life. She's married to her brother's best friend and has a sweet four-year-old daughter. But lately, she's been feeling pretty rest- restless and dissatisfied and is trying to figure out the, the reasons for that. 
And then Josie is a first grade teacher who hasn't had much luck with men and she's ready to swear off dating like it opens with what she's considering to be her last date ever. And um, But more than anything, she really wants to be a mother. So she's trying to figure out how to make that work in her life without um, a man there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as I said, it's the anniversary of their death, uh, their brother's death. And as it approaches, they're examining what they want out of their lives and how to try to find true happiness in, in the world as they know it. So that's First Comes Love by Emily Giffen. That's getting a lot of attention too. Yeah, I think. all of her books do. I yeah. think you know. I mean, yeah. and they're. I mean, there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah. They're well written and they're interesting. She writes women's relationships well. Oh, cool. Uh, my next book is The City Baker's Guide to Country Living by Louise Miller. It comes out on August 9th, and it's about a woman named Olivia Rawlings who is an acclaimed pastry chef at a Boston restaurant, but after a disastrous evening in which she burns down the building, then she has to retreat from her life, and she ends up in small town Vermont in a town called Guthrie, which I guess is a real place. I oh. I, um, I didn't look too much into it, but it sounded, it sounded like a real place. Um, she intends to just stay for a little while with her best friend Hannah, but she's offered a job at a local inn and decides to accept it instead of going back to Boston to face her fate there. As she starts working at the inn, she becomes more immersed in small town life and even potentially meets a love interest there and is coming up with a recipe for an award-winning apple pie. So it has a food element, which isn't a bad thing by any means. Um, But when a new arrival in town takes the community by surprise, Olivia has to decide whether she's going to keep running from her problems or whether she's going to find a place where she belongs. And the sounds, it sounded a little bit more, um, chiclet than i had thought going into yeah. into this but um it sounds like it'll be really fun it's I, gotten um I, some attention from the the different library groups that i belong oh, really? to so yeah i haven't heard tell me what the title is again. it's the city baker's guide to country living by louise miller yeah i haven't heard of that but it sounds like definitely one i would enjoy yeah yeah all right my next one uh, is truly madly guilty by leanne moriarty it's oh. out july 26th i literally know nothing about this book <laughs> So this is going to be short. Uh, Leon Moriarty is the author of, I think, five or six books now. Mm. Her best known are probably The Husband's Secret and Big Little Lies. Um, She's Australian. She writes these books about women and their relationships. Like I said about Emily Giffen, writes very well about women's relationships. Mm -hmm. And they always have a little bit of a mystery to them, like just an undercurrent that's not always the main focus. It's really more about the people and their interactions with each other. there was something in the description about a barbecue, like two women who were getting invited to a barbecue. And that is the extent of my knowledge on Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty. So they didn't put any information nope. on, nope. on it Amazon? It was literally like three sentences and it said there's this one woman and like gave a little description of her that I can't even remember. And uh-huh. then the other woman and they get invited to a barbecue. That's all well, I Well, when you're Leanne Moriarty, you know, when you're Leanne Moriarty you do not need anything yeah, in advance, I guess, already. to guarantee that people are going to want to read your book. And I'm one of those people. Wow. I'll be reading it as soon as it comes out. Imagine getting to that place where you can just not even put out any information. That's amazing. I know. And it's still, I mean, we are recording this episode a little bit early um, due to some scheduling things. So Mm -hmm. it could be as it gets a little bit closer to July that more will be coming out about it. I can't imagine that that's going to be the extent of the description. But when I was looking for it, that's all I got. I'm assuming some event happens at the barbecue. Yeah. Well, you hope so. I would hope. (laughs) But I'm assuming that's the premise of right, the story. Right. Something happens. Which that, is kind of how Big Little Lies yes. turned out, right. where it's just a bunch of people collected into right. a pretty mundane right. setting, and then right. yeah. things happen. Things happen. Yeah. Major things happen. Cool. All right, so. um, my last book is Arrowwood by Laura McHugh, and that comes out on August 9th. And Laura McHugh 
wrote a debut mystery a couple of years ago that I very much liked called The Weight of Blood. And uh, so I'm very excited for this book. Um, the, the title, Arrowwood, uh, refers to the grandest house on the Mississippi River, but it's in Iowa, which was ex- unexpected. Huh. Yeah, I sort of forgot that the Mississippi goes through there. Geography. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I I know it, but when you hear how grand house on the Mississippi, you right. automatically think Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Like right. it just is not really where you go. So I think that's cool that she's putting it someplace um, unexpected. And at this house, two young sisters were abducted 20 years ago and were never seen from again. So now their older sister, Arden, has inherited Arrowwood and she's returned to her childhood home to try to find out what really happened to them um, so many summers ago. But the community is tight-knit and is not inclined to share its secrets. So the truth um, eventually will come out, I'm sure, at the end of the book. And it's more devastating than Arden could have ever imagined. So The Weight of Blood had a similar style where it's taking... Um, current day things and and um, a current day mystery that is also trying to to find out what happened in a previous um, mm-hmm. mystery in the in the past and um, one person investigating some trauma that happened in their family so I thought that Laura McHugh really balanced those time frames well in in the weight of blood and I think that this one should be spooky and intriguing and I'm very very thrilled for this so it is called Arrowwood and it's by Laura McHugh that's I think I would like those that sounds a little bit like what Kate Morton does where she takes the yeah, present day yeah. storyline and uh, historical storyline and intertwines them yeah and you know I love her I do know that <laughs> um, alright my last one is Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue and it's out August 23rd it is about a Cameroonian immigrant named Jende Janga who is living in Harlem in 2006 he has brought his wife and six year old son to America hoping for a better future for them all and in the fall of 2007 he can hardly believe his luck when he lands a job as a driver for Clark who is a senior exec- executive at Lehman Brothers and Jende's wife is offered a job to take care of Clark's summer house in the Hamptons. So they feel like they've kind of stumbled into a great situation for their family. It's going to be the opportunity that gives them a foothold in America Mm -hmm. and for their future. But then Lehman Brothers collapses and their lives are thrown into turmoil because Clark and his wife's lives are thrown into turmoil. So my impression is it's about the four of them. It's not just about Jende and his wife. Um, and it's about kind of how the four of them are involved in each other's lives. And some of the secrets that Jende and his wife know is kind of serving these people that now is their lives spin out of control are coming to the surface. Oh, wow. So that's Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue, and it's out August 23rd. Cool. All right. So that's it for our summer reading preview. We'll be right back with what we're reading this week. And what are you reading this week? Um, I'm reading The Memory of Light by Francisco X. Stork, which is... Oh, I read Marcello in the Real World, yeah, yeah, Marcello yeah. in the Real World yeah. by him. This, this one is a, a book about a, uh, a teenager named Vicky Cruz who's woken up in a hospital after attempting suicide. And she's the daughter of a prominent Austin businessman, and she has an overachieving older sister and a new stepmother. And she feels that because she doesn't do well at school and she doesn't really have any plans for the future and she doesn't have... Um, 
she's not considered beautiful by her classmates, that she really doesn't have any kind of future herself and that she's a failure in her family. So Vicky's father doesn't really understand that she's still in mourning for her mother who who died. Um, I don't remember how far in the past she had died, but he remarried really quickly and mm-hmm. she was very hurt by that. And he thinks that she just needs to get back into her old life and that um, she needs to buck up and, and that as a member of this family, she should be strong enough to, to overcome mm-hmm. her sadness. Um, and doesn't really understand how depression works at all. So um, when she's in the hospital, her doctor convinces her father that she needs more time in the hospital, and Vicky is able to connect with three other teenagers um, who are patients there with her. And they go through these these group therapy sessions, and they're able to push her to reconsider her life in um, in various ways and to reconsider her abilities, and she begins to feel a happiness that she hasn't really experienced um, in years at that point. And I haven't gotten to this part yet, but the book description says that a crisis will force the group to split up and that Vicky will need to return to her, whole, her old life and must figure out how to find her own strength there. So this book is based on the author's own struggle with depression, and I'm really happy to find a book that deals with mental illness in a really responsible way. Mm. It doesn't focus on the events leading up to the suicide attempt, and mm. it doesn't focus on the attempt at all. Mm. Um, it's really just on the recovery, mm. which which is kind of not typical for teen books Mm. I think and I myself found a lot of insight in the book I thought that um, I really liked that it talked about how there aren't um, necessarily concrete things that will make someone attempt suicide Mm. but um, her family has a really hard time understanding that but I think it would make a lot of sense to people that have struggled with depression that that there there isn't something you can just you know pinpoint Mm -hmm. and and point to when when that's something that you've you've dealt with but um, it's a really sad book in a lot of ways but it's ultimately hopeful and it reminds me in certain ways of Challenger Deep by Mm -hmm. uh, Neil Schusterman in terms of the message but it's a little more straightforward and kind of easier to digest I would say so I think if um, this is a YA book I I should have said at the beginning so I think for teens that are are struggling with depression this would maybe be something that would speak to them Mm -hmm in an easier way than than challenger deep which has a lot of things to pull apart Mm -hmm. and is is a great book i love 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 that book but it's it's kind of daunting in Mm -hmm. certain ways um because of the symbolism so so this one it would be a good pick but even as an adult i thought it was really enjoyable and and had a lot to say that that um just good things to consider Mm -hmm. and lots of insight in it so it is called the memory of light by francisco x stork so what i'm reading this week is at the bride hunt ball by olivia parker (laughs) For a completely different type of book. Completely different type of book. This is basically The Bachelor set in Regency England. And when I posted on Goodreads that I was reading this book, Anne got very excited without, I'm assuming, reading the description just from the yeah, cover. Just, I is this just saw correct? that you had put that in yeah. there. So, and just from the title on the cover. So it's about a duke who is convinced that he's never going to get married. And they never really explain why he doesn't think he's going to get married. But anyway, he's determined that he's not going to. So he decides <laughs> that he's going to gather seven eligible women from the cream of the crop of society to his castle for several weeks and let his brother choose who his, he'd like to marry. His brother's kind of young and immature. And so he thinks if he presents these women on a platter to him, basically, to, to choose from, that he'll find the one he wants. And Madeline Haywood is one of the women who is picked. And she wants nothing to do with the whole thing. She doesn't have much respect for these brothers. She doesn't have respect for the whole concept of what they're doing. But her best friend has been chosen to go as well. So she goes along because kind of to protect her friend, her 
friend really does like one of the brothers uh-huh. and so she thinks well I'll go along and also her stepmother is kind of forcing her to but of course <laughs> she goes <laughs> and the Duke ends up finding Madeline to be particularly intriguing and he's more interested in having her for himself than letting his brother marry her and so in sh- shenanigans <laughs> ensue it's a really lighthearted and charming romance it's got this fun element to it of like kind of the modern day sensibility of the bachelor I mean women are eliminated is how they refer to them when they're told to go home and there's a scene with roses that happens so you know there's a little like wink to modern yeah, convention yeah. in a in this book and there's just a lot of humor to it it's fun the relationship between Madeline and the Duke is is really interesting the way that develops and it was a, it was a fun read it's called At the Bride Hunt Ball by Olivia Parker I have to read that it sounds <laughs> that sounds so much fun especially because I'm in the middle of watching uh, Unreal right now oh, yeah. and so I'm sort of like craving the appeal factors of The Bachelor mm-hmm. but don't want to actually watch The Bachelor mm-hmm. so yeah I need to read this book <laughs> I'd be curious <laughs> to know your take on it uh, <laughs> all right so that's it for us today uh, let's go back and talk about or mention all the books we talked about okay so I've got uh, Homegoing by Yagiasi, Grunt by Mary Roach I'm Just a Person by Tignataro, Vinegar Girl by Ann Tyler Everything I Don't Remember by Jonas Hassan Kamiri, the, the Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware, The City Baker's Guide to Country Living by Louise Miller, and Arrowwood by Laura McHugh. And what I'm reading this week is The Memory of Light by Francisco X. Stork. And what I talked about was Rich and Pretty by Ruman Alam, The Girls by Emma Klein, A Certain Age by Beatriz Williams. How to Be a Person in the World, Ask Polly's Guide Through the Paradoxes of Modern Life by Heather Havrileski, All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda, First Comes Love by Emily Giffen, Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty, Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue, and what I read this week was At the Bride Hunt Ball by Olivia Parker. And I should say that, I didn't say this, it's the first in, I think, a trilogy. Oh, perfect. Because, you know, there are other people to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk about. So thank you all for listening. If you want to get in touch with us to give us feedback or a suggestion on a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can email us at wellreadpod at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook page or on Twitter at wellreadpodcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your other podcast provider of choice. Our podcast is engineered by Adam Farver. Our theme music is Kitten by Poddington Bear. We keep our show notes at beaufortcountylibrary.org slash wellread, where you can find a listing of every book we talked about in this episode. Thank you all for listening and happy reading.